Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Dave Warnicke and I'm here this week, would you believe it, with Matt Stewart and Jess Perkins. It is such a pleasure to be here in the podcasting studio. Are you going to say podcastle? <gasps> I Shall wish I? I did now. No, I don't. I would have hated myself. No, I wish you said Instead, pod- I hate you, Dave. Podcastle. Sounds fun. Pod asshole. That sounds less fun. <laughs> Uh, Jess Perkins, you're not talking? She's shaking her head. I mean, they can't see you shaking your head. If you, but if you say no to the you're not talking, you should say that with words. No. Got no, it. No, I'm not not talking. I'm not not talking. Well, earlier Dave said that he doesn't need me and he turned my microphone off. So I'm not going to talk this entire episode, even though it's my report week. Right, this well, is going to make for a weird app. Hand over the... And over the laptop. No, I don't trust you. With I'll the do the reading here. No, you'll look at my bookmarks. <laughs> what, are, what are they? Sexy and porn. My, my, yeah, sexyporn.com. <laughs> oh, I wonder if that exists. Quick okay, match. If it doesn't, I'll look. All right, sexyporn.com. Yeah. And if it doesn't exist, that's how I'm going to make my millions. Sexyporn.com. All right. Oh well, if this doesn't work, we'll try .org. All right, because <laughs> yeah, that's more likely. <laughs> .org is super sexy. Sexyporn.com. Is a thing. Oh, how sexy is it? Very unsexy. Oh, really? Yeah. It's like a real estate website. It looks pretty shit. I don't want to click on any links, to be honest. All right, try sexyporn.org. Okay. And this will be our new website. <laughs> okay, great. Matt, you up for this? No. Um, 
What are we going to talk about? We've got a Melbourne show coming up very soon. Live show. Is our Bon Voyage show? Mate, you really think that that trumps porn talk? Yeah, come on, mate. Sexyporn.org, yes? It exists. Oh, no. This website is for sale. Yes, how much? Put in a bid. $69. <laughs> Your offer has been accepted. Yeah, clicked the right amount. All right, Matt. Now, we do have to tell everyone that we are doing a show in just over two weeks in Melbourne, a Bon Voyage show. For our UK tour. That's right. There'll be uh, details below. Uh, but there are still some tickets available. It's going to be a real fun time. It's at Howler, oh, it's a place be... where St Vincent has played and the Peep Temple. It's a real rock and roll venue. Are you forgetting the Killers? Oh, and the Killers, sure. And do go on. And do go on. Do we'll, go on. We will totally be. It's our last show for the year in Melbourne. Yes, probably our last show for quite a while. Yeah, so come on down. Love to have you in. In and, then and out. around. <laughs> And then in. Oh, Dave. And well, so I assume you went to the bar, I got a drink, came back. Yeah, good point. From when we finish the show, we're going to jump straight on a boat all the way to the UK. <gasps> yes, and then seven weeks later, we'll record another episode. So come wave us are we, a bon voyage. Are we getting on a boat? Yeah, yeah it's super, I assume so. super cheap. I thought, I thought we, was it like a cruise fun boat? Or like yeah. A- it's a cruise fun boat, yeah. Oh, thank God. I'd yeah. get on a boat if it's a cruise fun boat. There's a pool and water slides. Actually, I wouldn't because I don't think their staff gets treated very well and I'd feel bad. But, but also I'd be like, make me another cocktail, Rodrigo. <laughs> I think it's just you not treating their staff well. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And I'd do that on land too. <laughs> <laughs> you call every barkeep Rodrigo. <laughs> Imagine you turning off my microphone. I am on fire. <laughs> Already. I mean, the strangest thing is your microphone is off. Yeah. I'm, so I'm that loud. Lot, lots of. Uh... I'm squishing up my face on Matt, so I'm using his microphone. Yeah, you're going. It's like you're doing like a, you know. Sunny and Cher. Oh, yes. A, uh, I mean, uh, Johnny is... Cash and. No, Cher is always your reference. Stay there. That's great. Yeah. I got you, babe. <laughs> da, 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 da. I got you, babe. <laughs> <laughs> we broke Matt. Hey, you guys, are you pumped up for. Block Snowba. Okay, you're trying something different every time, and I love it. That's great because I think because it's so hot, it's ice cold. Do you know that thing? Anyway, Blocktober. What are we calling? I I mean, you've got to register that trademark. Yeah, Blocktober. Blocktoberfest. Blocktoberfest. Blocktober Buster. Right. Yeah, that's right. Blocktober Buster. So it's next month. Which is coming up real bloody soon now. So soon. Is going to be all bangers, no fangers. Wait, mm-hmm. is fangers bad? Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're all going to be <laughs> some of the biggest topics, and um, <laughs> they've been decided by our listenership, which is you probably, unless you're a first time listener. And then if that is the case, well done for getting this far in. And we'll get to the good stuff. This, no doubt. Uh, and uh, that, so that'll be coming up next week. There's nothing you have to do now except sit back and bloody enjoy. But we can't wait to get them to you. And the whole month is going to culminate in the biggest and most requested topic of all time. It's going to be a mega episode. Mega, 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 mega. Dave, have a go at saying something interesting. <laughs> that was uh, so low. Darth Vader's last <laughs> breath. Wow. Darth Vader's last fart. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he's gone. <laughs> uh, the People often ask, how do you describe the show? And we try every week. Um, and a while ago I asked our patrons to have a go at describing the show uh, in one sentence or two. Uh, and this is the one that got the most likes from other patrons. Is this from... one sentence or two? 
two. It's from Very Tom Novakovic. And he says... Novakovic. Novakovic. He says, the show is three comedians. Take... <laughs> he says, three comedians. I'm going to read it as written. Okay. This is the one that was most liked. Yep. Three comedians take in turn to report on a topic suggested by a listener. One has a great beard. One has a great laugh. And one is Dave. Okay, let's see if we can figure out who's who there. So I think the one with a great laugh is Dave. Yeah, I'm assuming Dave is me. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And I've got the beard. Yeah. Thanks, Tom. You really you got it. thumbed us up well. Yeah. Thumbed us up the butt well. Yeah. Ooh, real good. Jess is nodding profusely. <laughs> uh, can you this... nod profusely? Well, yeah. Jess just did. This week it's time for the beard to report. So, Jess? Yes. It is my turn. And the way we get onto topic is with a question. And I wrote the question. Like, like not right at the last second before we started. I had like written maybe a paragraph and I thought, oh, that's a question I can eat. And then I went back and I wrote it and then I put it in bold. Are you proud or what? Very, very proud. Thank you. I deserve your pride. Thank you. Uh, of lions. Give them to me. Okay, they're all yours. So my question is, what two unlikely professions had a riot in Toronto in 1855? Too unlikely. unlikely. So probably not wrestlers. Oh, oh, how about uh, astronauts? Okay. And uh, in 1855? And IT people. Because it's so unlikely because they didn't exist yet. You know, we got where you were going with that. You didn't need to explain your joke. That is unlikely. Well, is that a joke? I thought he was just having a very good guess. It's also inaccurate. It's not the answer. I'm going to say horses Uh and carts. Because they work to work so well together. True. But sometimes, like, being too close to something. Yeah, right. Like you and I. Yeah. Sometimes we clash. Yeah, we do. Oof. Uh, fireworks. <laughs> no, wait. Fireworks are great. Are we any way of getting... Yeah, well, is there a chance way? of getting this? No, nah, I don't think so. Because right. I hadn't heard of it, and it has only been suggested by one person. Uh, and the, the two unlikely professions are firefighters and clowns. Okay. Oh, that is unlikely. No, I, I was. I would have said that is one of the most likely. Why is that? Walk me through your logic there. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Have you never seen a, a clown firefighter mocking the wow. noble profession of firefighting? Wow. With the little... It was only a matter of time before they got their comeuppance. Only and that matter, matter of time was 150 yeah. years ago. Wow. Or so, or less, whatever the year was. 1855. Dave, do the math. <laughs> I disgraced myself last week and I <laughs> Oh, it shook you. Stop doing maths from now on. Are you shooken? I'm shooked. You got a shook. I'm also bad at English. <laughs> 163, I think. Anyway. So it was the summer of 1855. Toronto was growing very, very quickly. 40,000 people lived in the city now and new immigrants were flooding into the area all the time. We have the very first railway setting up. Uh, population was set to double over the next two decades. So it's booming. It's growing. It's it's flourishing. It's hip. It's hop. It's happening. Exactly. It's hop and happening. It's hop and happening all at once. But in a lot of ways, it was still a rough pioneer town. Hmm. There were 152 taverns in the town. Wow. Plus 203 beer stops on top of beer shops on top of that. <laughs> beer beer stops. Sounds like a big pub crawl. <laughs> on the way to the, oh, we better stop off for a beer at this beer stop. Oh, God. Yeah, that you'd die in that pub crawl. Anyone would. Oh, I'd live. 203. That'd be real living. 
Well, yeah, depending on the rules. I mean, sure, you don't have to drink it every stop. You can just look at it. But yeah. still, that's a big day, walking. Yeah, Oof. that's true. No, thank that's you. That's a lot of walking. Unless you could space that pub crawl out into like six months or something. Yeah. Just most weekends, get in like ten, you know? Yeah. Have a look at them. Have a squeeze. Yeah, just a quick look. Oh, it's a boring hobby. Just walking around looking at buildings. I'm I'm going on a pub crawl really soon. Are you? And I'm not drinking at the moment. Yep. <laughs> You're going to have a great time or a terrible time. I'm going to vote terrible time. But that night I'm seeing Mark Lanigan play. So, you know. Swings and roundabouts, swings and baby. roundabouts baby. And a lot of soda waters. Oh, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. <laughs> anyway, so there's lots of taverns, lots of beer, lots of drinking. It's, it's a like rough one, town. One tavern and or beer stop for, shop for like every 30 people. Yeah. it's. it's and a, I imagine some of those are kids. <laughs> great imagination. Like three kids. Probably. And on top of that as Do well. I know what's causing it. <laughs> oh, now I feel weird saying yeah. this next sentence. On top of that as well, there were brothels. Toronto had quite a lot of brothels at the time as well. Um, so on the night of the 12th of July, 1855, members of the Hook and Ladder Firefighting Company descended on the house of Marianne Armstrong on King Street. And according to newspaper stories from the day, uh, this house of Marianne Armstrong was suspected of being a house of ill fame. Hmm. Which I think... So what, comedians that are over the hill? Yeah. Doing their shows from the 80s? Yeah, and it's like... and they, It's a bit sad. So sad. And poor taste jokes. Oh, yeah. And you're like, I get that it was a different time, but like, move with the times. Yeah. That's, um, that's ill fame for you. Yeah. 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 That's what it was. So that's exactly what's happening in this house too. Um, firefighting at the time was uh, more of like a social club rather than a profession. <laughs> Just a lot of splashing each other. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> a lot of slow-mo yeah. montages. Woo! It's really fun. Having a great time. <laughs> it's um, a frat party of firefighters. The volunteers were often rough and tumble types. There was no central public government run fire department. There was just sort of different fire people? Guys fire and guys. girls. I don't think there were many girls. Um, so when a fire three. broke out. Three. Three. Then there were kids. All the kids, yeah. Kids. <laughs> all the kids were girls. Three weirdly. young kids. When a fire broke out, all the companies who were nearby rushed to the scene with their horse-drawn engines to get there first and call dibs. <laughs> so it wasn't like, well, that, not like now where you just call triple zero here or 911 and they send out a fire brigade. This was like first in best dress. <laughs> A couple of weeks earlier. Oh, they're battling it out to, to be the first. Exactly. Well, a couple of weeks earlier. Free market. The, the Hook and Ladders had arrived at a fire on Church Street at the same time as another brigade and a fight broke out. Um. So while a building is burning, two sets of firefighters, people who could put out the fire, are instead fighting one another. So you, it's if you put it out, you get paid or something. Must do. Or, yeah, I, well, I mean, they're volunteers. I don't know. I don't you know get how... the glory. Yeah, maybe that's it. It seems weird. If it's not, then otherwise why not just all fight it together? Yeah, exactly. I mean, that, okay. I mean, either way, just fight it together. But... Great. We've got two barrels of water now. Like that seems to make more sense, right? Yeah. Um, barrels of water. My understanding of firefighting <laughs> is pretty sophisticated. Thank you. Um, so when the police showed up at that fight, they got... They got pulled into the brawl as well. So it was a big... Hullabaloo? Hullabaloo. It's a perfect word, Matt. Thank you for that. Um, in the end, the firemen were charged with assault um, and the battle became, battle became known as the Fireman's Riot. 
So the hook and ladder boys were no stranger, no strangers to violence. Meanwhile, a touring show from the US called S.B. Howe's Star Troop Menagerie and Circus. I struggled. Why did I struggle so hard? I'd, I'd, what did you just say? I'm not sure. What did you say to me? Menagerie. Nailed it. Thank yeah. you. That's a place where people eat birds. A menagerie? They, it's where they eat birds. As, uh, as I understand it, yep. And so, so it's that and a circus. Hmm. Sorry, it's a collection of wild animals kept in cav- captivity for exhibition, brackets, and eating. Hmm. I made up the bracketed part. Right, there we go. It's like okay. a KFC, really. <clears throat> so this uh, touring hmm. show, so yes, they've got caged animals and, and exotic animals and, um, and there's a circus. They rolled into town a couple of days earlier and the circus was done for the night and the clowns had the rest of the night off. So they decided to take advantage of the local nightlife. Um, they picked a brothel near the corner of King and Jarvis and settled in to have some fun. But the rest of the night wouldn't go as planned. When you catch up with mates seven and you say nightlife, yeah, where are you heading to? Uh, probably a pub, a bar, a karaoke place. Yep. Um, I'd like to go see some live music. Yeah. Sometimes just a restaurant. Sure. Have a meal and have a chat and catch up. A fair way down your list. We still got to brothel. Oh, I'm nowhere near that. Uh, sometimes I just like to go to their house and then we just get some takeaway or we cook. Takeaway um, brothel? No, food. Oh, okay. Um, and we uh, we just catch up, watch a movie maybe. Oh, movies. Go to the movies. Um, Ten pin bowling. Bowling. Go to a play. Go to um, arcade. An arcade is fun. Magic show. Oh, it's the magic we- show. The weather's nice. Just go sit in a park. That's lovely. Right. You know. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've, no, I'd, I've never caught up with mates at a brothel before, but I was just wondering if that was your experience too. Yeah, Dave. What's your thing to do with your friends? I already said it. Magic show. Right. Of course. Sorry. Stupid question. There's only one choice for me. Yep. And we <laughs> know up that. Magic. Yeah. Oh. Up close magic. Up close. Which do you prefer? Close up or up close? Oh, up close and personal. Yeah. I'm part of the act. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm a volunteer. Big time. Basically a volunteer firefighter, but with magic. <laughs> okay. So hang on a sec. Do you go to like magic shows mm. and just like walk out onto the stage? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I assume you need a volunteer at some point, so let's cut the crap. <laughs> I'm here. I imagine you get nothing but resistance from the people <laughs> you drag out of the audience, yeah. but I am willing to help you. I'm happy. Everyone, give me a round of applause. And do they? You. Sometimes. Oh. Sometimes, I, sometimes I, I get asked to leave. I reckon people would see, think you're a, a some sort of a plant. You would have, yeah, would have ruined Like a of, fern. Yeah. I am often mistaken for a fernery. <laughs> or a, a menagerie. I, I find plants are so weird, and unless you're going to really hide it well, someone shared a clip of Andre Rue yeah. recently where he's talking to someone in the audience. He's going... You're wearing all red, and then for some reason she shows her bras red as well. You see this? Yeah. You're, you're not even like, I can't believe someone else has seen this. Why is this being shared around? I don't know. I just saw it today. I only watched like half of it. So this is all I've seen so far. Can I just interject and say you're both wasting your lives? <laughs> yeah, isn't that a, it's a sad indictment on what we're up to? Yeah. But then, yeah, they're having this backwards and forwards. She was clearly a plant, or it becomes clearer, because he goes, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to play it. And then he starts playing some song, which is some sort of bullfighting song, I guess, because a Two men in a bull suit come out and come, and it's a long process. The video, I'll watch the whole video. I'm like, where? This has got to have a twist. Why has someone shared it? And I'm guessing someone shared it to be very funny and ironic. But anyway, so 
the bull comes up and it gets up to her and then she runs like it's a real bull and runs out of the stage and then it's like pre-recorded up on the screen that she's Aww. running out. It's, That's lame. It's but then again, it's from an Andre Rio yeah, show. Yeah, I mean, it's the but lamest you, thing in, in the world. You should see the reactions of the rest of the crowd. They are blown away. Yeah, because it's like we were talking about last week with tennis crowds. Yeah. Andre Ryu crowds, fuck, they give him everything. Even easier than a tennis crowd? Probably on par. I would say easier. Easier. So easy. And I'd those, say there's a lot of overlap. Those old biddies in his audience are frothing over him. They love him so much. What does Biddy mean? Imagine Andre Ryu versus Andre Agassi. Wow. That crowd. Biddy means die. made up of small parts that seem unrelated. Yep. Why are you uh, trying to improve your, your lexicon over Well, there? I just, I'd, I'd never, because I, I always wonder what that means. Is it Biddy or Biddy? I, I would say Biddy. Say, oh, biddy. Oh, type in old Biddy. <laughs> Oh, Biddy, a woman, especially an elderly one, regarded as annoying or interfering. Yep, I stand by that. Cop that, Andre Rue heads. They're not listening to this. They cannot figure out how to work an, a podcast. <laughs> and we haven't done a topic of him, and we never will. Huh. So, All right, next week's episode is... No! Blocktober. Shot. Yeah, the most requested topic it was Andre, Andre Rue. Rue. Anyway. There was this great sketch on uh, an old McAuliffe show. I think it was Newstopia, and he did fake ads in it. He did one as him as Andre Ryu, <laughs> and he's just like going, ah, 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 <laughs> playing a violin poorly. And then he goes, uh, he says at the end, um, Andre, uh, my new album, um, you'll never forget it, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Andre Ryu. <laughs> but he said it with that fun Austrian accent, whatever it is. He's Dutch. Fuck. <laughs> Is he? Dutch. I think How so. How do you know everything, Dave? I mean, look it up. Do you I'm read probably a lot? wrong. No, but like, you just seem to know a lot of things. About Andre Ryu. Nah, it's just a good skill to have. Good for you, Dave. Knowing a lot of things. Yeah. Matt's probably about to tell me that he's not. I don't no, know. No, I, I reckon you, you may. I believe you. I reckon you're right. I always believe you. Dutch. He's Dutch. <laughs> Dutch. Dutch. He's Dutch, and he can confirm. Hello, Dutch. I'm Andre Rue. I'm a Dutch. <laughs> In it, I was only supposed to blow the violin's bloody doors off. <laughs> That's funny because violins don't have doors, right? Or do they? Oh my god! That's what the rest of this report is about. <gasps> All right, let's crack the case. Wow. Doors wow. on tiny violins. All the big clown heads have tuned in. Are we going to be getting very frustrated for this? They'd be frothing to get to the bloody... Frothing. You haven't even got to a clown yet, yeah, have you? Basically, I think they just went to the brothel so for the, a good night So the clowns out. have gone out, and they're led by a man named Myers. And these were not sad clowns, nor were they still wearing red noses and big shoes. They sound like horny clowns. They were horny clowns. <laughs> they, uh, they were, when they weren't clowning, like when they weren't performing, they were labourers. They were tough. Um, they were given the hard physical labour of setting up and tearing down the circus tents as it moved from town to town. These are like big dudes. So they're big, scary-looking tough dudes who have just walked into the same brothel still as clownies. another bunch of scary-looking tough dudes. Firefighters. Correct. What an, that feels like an interesting um, mi- ma- mishmash, You're the like a... toughness and the clowning. Yeah. You think of them as sort of different, I guess, 
you know, two sides of the same coin. Maybe. And the circus was kind of made up of like um, other types of performers as well, sort of like trapeze. I don't know if they had trapeze, but they like, had like strong men acrobats and yeah. Who were, then they were pissed off that the strong men weren't helping setting up the tent. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What sense. kind of strong man are you? But it was like prove it, so strong they're, guy. They're real rough guys, and then they're clowns where they're like, laugh at this little kid, all right? <laughs> Look at my nose, it honks. Laugh at it. <laughs> Laugh. I mean, we're in Toronto. Early days. Haven't, from, haven't got the accent yet. They're from the US. Yeah, via North London, innit? <laughs> the scene of all where all clowns are found. I don't oh. know where that accent's from, if, if anywhere. It's unearthly in a lot of ways. Innit? <laughs> <laughs> Just to go on. Unearthly. Um, so two groups of big, scary, tough guys are in the same brothel. Of all the brothels in all the towns. Brothel is what I just brothel. said there. My bad. Getting a brothel, isn't it? Um, so no one no one seems to agree on exactly what happened next. Some blame a particularly loud-mouthed clown, but all agree <laughs> that a drunk fireman named Fraser accidentally or intentionally Scrambled knocked Myers' hat off. Hold on. So they all agree that he either accidentally or unintentionally. He definitely knocked off the hat. But okay. his intentions are not clear. And Myers is the leader of the clowns. He's the leader of the clowns. You don't mess with the leader. You don't no. mess well, with the leader. Well, you, or if you, if you want to take over the clowns, then you'd mess oh, with yeah, the leader. Oh, yeah, it's like your first day of prison. Yeah. yeah. Shank the top clown. Yep. That's what they say. <laughs> and then you're the top clown. If you were in a brothel, right, and you saw a clown have its head hat knocked off, you'd be like, this hat, is about to get fun. Just a hat. Hat. His head. Hat knocked off. And you'd be like, all right, what's going to happen here? He's going to squirt uh, him in the face. Yeah, all right, get prepared to get wet, mate. All right. Oh. I reckon he's a plant. I reckon that fern over there is a plant. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, Myers told Fraser to pick up the hat, but Fraser didn't. And a full-blown brawl, brawl broke out. <laughs> 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 a full-blown ball broke out. What are they like waltzing or what's happening? Andre Rue's playing. Uh, a full-blown brawl. That's hard to say. You have a go. Full-blown brawl. <laughs> Easy. Nailed it. What else? Give me another one. Full-blown brawl. Trying to be dramatic. I'm trying to tell like a Dave Warnicky kind of story where it's fun and you know it's, it's, it peaks and shit. And I can't do Dave. No, it's, it's so it's exciting. So he said basically, pick it up. And he's like, no way. And then pick up your own. Who knows? But someone threw a punch, and then it was all in. All in. Pick up that punch. So (laughs) no big brawl. Pick this up. Bang. At least two of the firefighters had to were seriously injured and needed to be dragged out of the brothel for safety. God. So it's like it's a pretty. They're quite violent. Apparently, the hook and ladder crew eventually retreated, and the clowns were left to have a night of sleazy fun. Right. So they must have obviously won if if they just. Well, like... another report I read says report, but another like retelling of the story said that the clowns had retreated and run off into the night. So it's hard to say exactly what happened. Back into their little car. <laughs> <laughs> All twenty of them. Probably would have been a little horse and car back then. Mm. Mm. Same joke though. Makes you think though, doesn't it? Does. <laughs> <laughs> About how cars are quite a modern invention. Mm, mm, you did also mm. at the start refer to it as a horse-drawn engine. Yeah, I'm not they've sure. Got an engine on, they've got an engine and they put it on a set of wheels and then <laughs> get a horse to drag it but along. The first thing that was invented in the car was the engine. <laughs> oh, God, this hasn't helped us at all. All right, get the horse to drag it. So pe- people are just sitting on this nude engine <laughs> that's been dragged like that. No wheels. It's very uncomfortable. It's just, it's just a fancy seat that's worse than other seats. <laughs> 
It's a fancy, terrible seat. <laughs> That's uh, Henry Ford's work for you. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, nobody is one hundred percent sure on who retreated and who was the victor. But what we can say for sure is that the fight that night ended. <laughs> <gasps> it's not still going. It's like the Korean War, technically still happening. <laughs> can confirm. It ended at some point. Whoa. Don't know how or what time it or where. It kept going they all died of old age. But and then their son started. <laughs> People are having babies in the fight. <laughs> the babies are coming out. What up? What you got? Oh, come here, you fucking clown. You just knocked my placenta off my feet. Oh. I don't understand placentas. <laughs> Pick it up. Pick it up. Pick it up. Oh. <laughs> Pick it up. <laughs> Put it back. <laughs> really? <laughs> Are you sure? I'm pretty sure they dispose of these. Um, the battle was over, but the war had just begun. <gasps> the boys of the hook and ladder were staunch members of the Orange Order, as were most firemen, police, and members of the Toronto political elite. Bit of background on the Orange Order. Heard of the Orange Order at all? Have not. Okay, neither had I. So the Orange Order is a Protestant fraternal order based primarily in Northern Ireland. Um, It also has lodges in the Republic of Ireland, a Grand Orange Lodge in Scotland, other lodges throughout the Commonwealth as well as as in the US and West Africa. Um, Its name is a tribute to the Dutch-born Protestant King William of Orange who defeated the army of Catholic King James II um, in the Willemite Jacobite War, obviously. We all remember that one, 1688 to 1691. Yeah. That was Jacobites. a good war. If anybody says, what's your favourite? I say, Willemite Jacobite, get, get out of here. Um, <laughs> its members wear orange sashes and are referred to as orange men. <laughs> Tough. <laughs> it's a bit cute, isn't it? It's imagine little animated oranges <laughs> handing out little glasses of their juice. Squeeze. Yeah, they squeeze their arm and a little juice comes out. Yum. Scurvy is not a problem. <laughs> <clears throat> the order sees itself as defending Protestant civil and religious liberties, while critics have accused the order of being uh, uh, supremists. Um, and they are a strict Protestant society, does not accept non-Protestants as members unless they convert and adhere to the principles of Orangism. Orange jism. Cool. <laughs> is that what they said? No, but that's, that's, that's how jism? I said it. A lot it. of principles there. Um, you got to eat a lot of orange to get orange jism. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot. Six oranges over in the course of uh, a month. Oh, that doesn't seem like all that much. <laughs> you try. <laughs> yeah, you get to four and you're thinking, God. That's one this, a week. Will this ever end? So you just do like one and a quarter yeah. each week. Yeah, good. Yeah, nice try. That's not quite right, is it? <laughs> is it one and a half? Well, basically, you also have to eat the skin. Ah, oh, okay. You didn't, that. You. you didn't mention that. That's the most orange part of all. Yeah, yeah. right. And that's where you get the orange jism. Um, so they don't accept non-Protestants, nor does it accept Protestants married to Catholics. Members have been expelled for attending Roman Catholic religious ceremonies. Uh, in the period of 1964 to 2002, 11% of those expelled from the order were expelled for their presence at a Roman Catholic religious event such as a baptism, a service or a funeral. So you can't even go to a funeral of a, like a friend who's a Roman Catholic. Wow. Or you'll get expelled. Um, this is just a bit of background on Orange Order. Um 
From as this is a, I guess a fun fact from 1921 to 1968. Every when from sorry 1921. I thought you said 1931. <laughs> 19- Jeez, you really get into that Irish spirit there. Oh, I did that when I went to Ireland. Within three hours, my internal monologue was like <laughs> an Irish <laughs> accent. And a guy, I was walking along the street, uh, walking into town, and a guy had a wheelbarrow. Can you tell the story with an Irish accent? No, damn it. Because the point of it is that I did speak with an Irish accent. Because he had a wheelbarrow and he moved the wheelbarrow so I could get past. And out loud, I said, tanks. <laughs> no. And then I was like, keep walking, you idiot. Please. It just came out. Tanks. Three hours I'd been in Ireland. Three hours. And to, Thank you very much there, sir. To all of our Irish listeners, I'd like to apologise for that. But I just want to be part of you. So between the years of 1921 and 1969, nice. 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 Moon landing. <laughs> Say moon landing? Oh yeah, no sixty nine. Got it. Woodstock, nice, <laughs> nice. What a year for history, nice. Every prime minister of Northern Ireland was an orange man in those years. That's like forty six years, forty seven years, forty eight years. <laughs> You're just counting up. Forty nine years, fifty years, fifty one years, fifty two years. Math. Um, Every one of what? Prime ministers of Canada, Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. So it's it comes from Ireland. Yeah. As do a lot of these By, uh, people in Canada now, right? In the and story. you said because you said their political class is also all orange. Yeah, but so the point that I'm making here. I wonder if Andre Ryu is, is that an orange man? Could oh. be. Oh, I don't know. He does wear a lot of fake tan. <laughs> um. So it, at its peak, which was about 1965, the order's membership was around 70,000, which meant that roughly one in five adults, uh, Protestant males, were members. So it's a lot It's a lot of people. And then since 1965, it's lost a third of its membership, especially in Belfast and Derry, and the order's political influence suffered greatly um, because basically like, so every prime minister was an orange man and like 87 of the 95 MPs um, were orange men. That's crazy. If there's, popul- if there's only one in five people mm. that are men, you- obviously there's even more people than that voting. So yeah. why are they only electing orange men? So b- Control. So the orange men, it's like... it's it- Yeah, but they're being elected, right? I imagine. Don't yeah, know too much right. about Northern Irish politics, but right. I imagine that people are voting in the 60s. Yeah. Um, but this is yeah. So and then they start to lose. Um, uh, yeah, the, the sixty-five since nineteen sixty-five, they've lost a third of their membership. Um, and then that unionist-controlled government of Northern Ireland was abolished in nineteen seventy-three. So as of twenty twelve, the estimated membership of the Orange Order was around thirty-four thousand. So that just gives some context on the power and reach of this group. Um, even yeah, in, wow. in a more modern context. But if we go back to eighteen fifty-five. <laughs> so those firemen. That's, that's Wayne's World and Irish accent. Those firemen had a lot of friends, right? Because in those days, Toronto was still pretty much entirely run by the Orange Order. So the firemen were all members. They hung out together at the Orange Lodge uh, and made sure that other orange men got all the important jobs in the city. Because it was all, they, then they just all help each other out. I see. Yeah. So the police. It's not what your orange know, it's who your orange know. Exactly. All the police were pretty much all orange men. Um, and there was this ongoing influx of Catholic Irish uh, fleeing famine at home 
Um, so they're coming to to what is now Canada. It wasn't even Canada then. Um, so they, what was it? <laughs> it was. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Just wasn't. It wasn't fully Canada. I think. I could be wrong. That's what I read. Um, so there's lots of like Irish. Well, I think they celebrated 150 years last year. Yeah. So this is just before that. Yeah. So um, a lot of Irish Catholics coming over, which just meant that there were fights and riots between Orange supporters and the new arrivals. There were riots all the time. And like the Orange men would be beating up Catholics. Um, so the day after the fight at the brothel, it was Friday the 13th. Ooh. <sighs> a crowd began to gather around S.B. Howe's Star Troop Menagerie and Circus. Uh, the troop had pitched their tents at... The Fair Green, which is a big grassy space on the waterfront, Mm. um, just a few blocks east of the St. Lawrence Market. And there was all these farmers and merchants who'd set up stalls at the market and they were told to clear out because trouble was brewing. (sighs) When the uh, police chief, a guy called Samuel Sherwood, heard of the commotion, he sent six of his police constables down to deal with it. Um, Now, there's two main resources that I've used for this part. And they have very similar information, but one is definitely written by someone really focusing on the orange order part of the story. Uh, so I'll give you an example. One of them says Sherwood was a hapless non-entity who had been a tavern owner before securing his position through political connections. Okay, that seems fine. The other one says, but of course the chief of police, Samuel Sherwood, was an orange man. That's how he got to be chief of police. So he was given this job. Previously, Sounds he- like a bloody catho. <laughs> Catho. Yeah. That's what us orange people call the Catholics. Yeah, orange Sounds person. to me like a member of the Blue Man group. <laughs> Get him out. Get him out. Also, the Blue Man group would favour a circus as well. Yeah. They love that shit. They, they love do love that <laughs> They love that shit. I was, I was, because I was brought up Catholic, I find, I always found that so fascinating that Protestants and Catholics. Obviously, yeah. there's there's so many different reasons, but at the core of what they both are, it's very similar beliefs. Absolutely. But obviously, it's it's way more like social and and historical things that yes. divide them. But it it feels like it's a, a, such a strange thing that two religions basically the same mm. are arch enemies. Yeah, it's very interesting, and I don't fully. I've never fully understood it. Even I was also raised Catholic. No idea. I'm pretty sure I talked about it on an episode. Yeah, but Dave, we don't listen to you. Absolutely no. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This show is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
I gotta get something off my chest. Okay. I ate your last biscuit. I was that saving has been, them for my wedding. That has been stress <laughs> that has been stressing me out. I'm so sorry. I feel a lot better to get that off my chest. You know, keeping things bottled up can affect people negatively and that had been affecting me and that feel that's a weight off my shoulder. Yeah. It was delicious. I'm not sorry. But I did take the last biscuit. It, that he was saving for his wedding. I didn't know that. <laughs> That is upsetting to hear, but I think I'm going to have to get some uh, positive coping skills, learn to set some boundaries. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, so it's very convenient. It's flexible. You can fit it around your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist. You too can get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com D-G-O today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P.com slash D-G-O. Idea. No idea. Never looked nothing. into it, never heard about it. Never heard anything. One of them believes in saints and the other one does not. I wish someone would. Oh, we know the differences, but why? That's, I don't know then, the differences. But the, the reason, because one believes in saints and the other one doesn't. Catholics I don't think that's saints, why they're right? brawling. We like saints, don't we? Uh, we. Yeah. Go the saints. Yeah. <laughs> yeah true. Person only premiership 1966. Bad example in asking Matt about saints. <laughs> But they also, the Saints also knocked out the Gary South Shore Railcats from the playoffs a few oh. weeks ago. So love and hate the Saints. Don't like the St. Paul Saints, those scumbags. Mm. Nah, good on them. Well done. It was a great victory. They, they you know, they grafted out a, a great 3-1 victory there. But next year, your dogs. Yeah, we're coming That's all for I've got to say. The Railcats will rise again. Is that your statement on the matter? Yeah, that's official. Okay. You can send that to the media. Oh, we are the media. We are the media. I say that often, to be honest. Well, you are the media. You are the media. One of my friends, I caught up with some friends uh, just last night and one of them works for Toyota in like their government environmental. Like, Yeah, she's doing very well. Anyway, she was talking about something at one point and then she went, obviously that's a bit of hush-hush though. And I was like, too late, you are speaking to a member of the media Mm. and you didn't say off the record. Gotcha. So I was like, I've and did tweeted you raise all a, of a this. A microphone from under the table. Oh yeah, I, I, mean, I always have a microphone with me yeah. anyway, just always in case. Ro- always recording. Just in case uh, the bar that I'm at turn, decides to turn off the music and start a bit of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like. Anyway, uh, <laughs> funny thing happened to me a couple of weeks ago on the way here. <laughs> a lot of different setups there. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, on the way here, it took me a long time to get to this gig. And boy, are my arms. <laughs> Sweaty. Guys, <laughs> hot up here. Can I get a drink? Can I get a drink card? Please. Am I getting paid? Probably not. Is this Should have talked about this before now, shouldn't <laughs> we? Is this thing on? Oh, the battery's around my microphone. Oh. <laughs> I've got a battery-operated microphone that I take with me everywhere. Well, you're not plugging in everywhere you go, are you? You can't plug in everywhere you go. Have you got a megaphone? Is that what you got? <laughs> yeah. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I've got one of those kids' toys from the 90s <laughs> where you talked to it and it made your voice sound kind of echoey. Oh, I love that. I had yeah. one of those. <laughs> of course you did. What colour was it? Green? It was actually green. <laughs> of course what? it was. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm a green boy. Green boy. Yeah. Oh, no more orange men. I'm a green man. It's our favourite colour, green. There you go. I said it. Wow. I said it. I don't Mine, regret Mine's it. blue. I'm in the blue woman group. I'm also blue. Oh, we, oh, we have talked about this in the so blue many versus times. pink episode. We've talked about it a lot. It comes up too often, to be honest, for three adults to talk about their favourite colours. <laughs> right, we haven't said our second favourite colour. Yellow. Green. Orange. Oh, 
Oh, yours don't uh, even glow. Maybe yellow. You're a second class orange man. Third class orange man. Yeah. Mm. 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 I like yellow. I wear a bit of yellow. Mm. Love a mustard. Mm. Oh, you do big time. Yeah, I love a mustard. Hey, I tell you what, though. Mustard bloody loves you. Oh, get out of it, yeah, you nah, bloody. It nah, 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 all right. Nah, nah come on. Nah, nah, honest, nah, stop it, you. Nah, come on. I've, nah, I've wanted to say this a long time. <laughs> you and Mustard just go so good together. I reckon you guys are great. Honestly. Can't tell if Matt's talking to ketchup or Jess. <laughs> Both. I am ketchup. <laughs> Why ketchup, can't I what? talk today? You go together. Look, ketchup's so not a word that. I've, you know, you probably ketchup. Ketchup. Tommy sauce, mate. Tommy sauce. Tommy, Tommy yes. Anyway, I might go on. I reckon. Do you, re- do you reckon? Please and please cut out that mustard nah, chat. It's all staying in there. Um. So what I was trying to get at was that the chief of police is an orange man as well, and not necessarily qualified for the job that he has, but has been given it because of his connections. Uh, Exactly. Shall we just say connections? How about, you know, tapping your nose? Connections. Uh-huh. Wink. So I'm trying to say it as uh, impartial as possible, but it's probably an important thing to note anyway. Um, by the time they got there, so the, by the time the police got there, it was on. The brawl had started. People were throwing stones. This isn't even the um, the firefighters. This is just a mob. An angry mob has, has um, like, just... Taken over the circus. The circus. Is it because they're enslaving animals? Is that the problem? Mm. No, I think it's because they're all orange men. Right. So this is just a, an, another angry mob coming and be like, "You beat up some of ours, now we're going to beat up you." Um, so people throwing stones. The circus performers and the carnies were apparently able to hold off the mob for a while, but it couldn't last. Eventually, they were overwhelmed by the crowd, and when the hook and ladder boys arrived, I am just all- so over. Overwhelmed by you guys right now. <laughs> I can't even. 12 minutes of standing ovation. <laughs> it's just a bit much. I'm feeling so many things. Thank you so much. Apparently, I did read somewhere that somebody like rang the fire bell and then the hook and ladder firefighters, the ones who were in the original fight, Sort of came past and then just kind of, I think there was a fire. There was something was on fire and they let it burn because they're like, eh. And then they got involved in the brawl as well. So that's good fun. Um, uh, they they stormed the circus with pikes and axes. They overturned wagons. They pulled down the tents and the big top and they set fire to them. That's where the fire was. Oh, right. <laughs> I knew there was a fire in there so somewhere. So like the hook and ladder boys are setting fire to stuff. They're ringing the bell and the, they're going, we're setting the fire. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, not putting that out. You really don't need They to. ring the bell like, oh, damn it. Now i got to put it out. You know we have the bell code. Yeah. Fireman's code, you got to do it. They listen to that code. Um. Circus folk ran for their lives. Some you, did any of them like release the bears or the lions or anything? Did... No, I, I don't. I think the animals probably would have turned on them. To be honest, right? Fair enough. You the know, elephants are captors. Like, Finally, we can kick the shit out of these guys. We're free. So it was complete mayhem, and then the mayor turned up, and things calmed down a tiny bit. It's walking around with a sash. Well, no, the, this is my favorite thing. I think this sentence is straight of like an, an Edgar Wright film. So this is a sentence about the mayor. It says. 
He kept a fireman from killing a clown with an axe by grabbing it out of his hands. So I'm just imagining like a mayor just in a suit casually walking through a brawl and like taking an axe and like, and I keep that here. Enough of that. Um, the mayor called in the militia to take control of the situation and only then did the mob start to disperse. So it was, it was an absolute mess. It's crazy. Yeah. Sounds like a real hullabaloo. It was a bit of a hullabaloo. And following the riot, all of the police present testified that they were unable to identify any participants. Because they were orange men. Mm. One constable said that it was too dark, couldn't see anyone, (laughs) while another suggested that the riot had been carefully orchestrated to include only individuals not known to the police. (laughs) (laughs) They brought in people from out of town. Yeah, is that orchestrated? Very. I guess it is. Yeah, that's quite orchestrated, yeah. So beforehand they're like, do the police know you? Yep, get out. Do they know you? No, you're in. That was it. That was the vetting process. Because the, the, the police are on the, are they on the orange side or the? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the police are all So orange, they're on the car, they're, they're with the circus? No. Aren't Against. the circus people orange? No. No, the firefighters, the hook and ladder boys. Firefighters. firefighters are, so uh, everyone right. in the town, not everyone, but most people in the town were orange men. It does feel like that Edgar Wright movie where they're all blue people. Mm. Hot fuzz. Hot fuzz. It does have a hot fuzz feel about it. Um, Got that hot fuzz feel. That's a good feel. So, um, yeah, it was too dark or it was orchestrated, so I didn't know anyone. Um, These very interesting memory lapses mirrored police work during other incidences like the Fireman on Fireman brawl earlier that month and the ongoing Protestant Catholic street battles. All of the police were like, hmm, I'm not sure. Are they, do they like, like that all the time though? Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know who did it. Well, yeah, because they're protecting their own. So the Fireman on Fireman brawl, they're like, oh, I'm not sure who was there. And if then, everyone's... Like, a bunch of Catholics are getting beaten up, they're like, mm, no, nah, I can't tell you who did it, no idea, didn't see, couldn't tell who it was. Um, but they definitely probably did know. Um, so the press and the public protested loudly at this perceived favouritism and an investigation was launched and it highlighted deep problems with the city police force. Even Chief Sherwood himself had eventually shown up to this riot um, with the clowns but could only claim to have stopped the rioters from setting fire to the cages of, of animals. Oh, that's good. So he stopped them from that, so that's good. They were going to set fire to the animals. Yeah, it seems weird, doesn't it? That's the orange people. Yeah. Oh, boy. But of the 17 people who were charged in the riot, only one was ever convicted. So it was um, people were sort of claiming that it was all a big cover-up. You feel unlucky if you're that one person. Yeah. You'd be like, why didn't I get off? Um, Sorry, mate. Everyone hates you. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. Even the orange people. <laughs> yeah. You're the worst orange. Your orange and poppy seed mm. muffins that you bring to the meetings are dog shit. They're terrible. They're dry and stale mm. and wet at the same time somehow. <laughs> How do you do that? How do you do that? Why do you do that? <laughs> um, so a few months later, there was another Protestant versus Catholic riot and Chief Sherwood's memory was again suspiciously fuzzy as far as orange men were concerned. Um, so people are going, was this person involved? He's like, well, I don't know. Um, <laughs> Sounds like, like Scooby Doo. <laughs> a few months after that, he was under fire again after freeing a suspect who had been accused of robbing a bank. So he's not, he's not a great cop anyway. Um, not even a cop. <laughs> no, he's not. The police constables at the time, right, 
they were just appointed at the whim of the city councillors and no particular training was offered or required. Um, they're just like, you want to be a cop? All right, you're in. Um, the Globe. <laughs> no, I don't know. You're in. You're in. Oh, but no. I, I already said you're in. Oh, I was on the way home for lunch. Yeah, on your way home to the police barracks. Yeah. You're oh. in. Your new home. You orange? Okay. You're in. Um, you orange, you're in. You got an orange? You got a gem. <laughs> <laughs> they doing curls with an orange. <laughs> you it's got fr- an orange, the, then you got a gem. It's the fruit of a thousand uses. <laughs> For example, oh, God. Such a versatile fruit. <laughs> um, eating, one. Um, That's one. <laughs> juicing, two. Three, use it as free weights. Um, four, you know, et cetera. Beautiful. Um, there was a report done by the Globe and uh, the inquiry revealed that once a constable was appointed, this is a quote, says he receives a baton the next day but no instruction whatever accompanying it. <laughs> so we're go. basically like, you're in, here's your weapons. What do I do with this? And they got no idea what they're oh, doing. Do I look like a teacher? Um, the system, uh, this system meant that because it was um, – you know, it was all to do with who you know. So this system meant that constables were far more beholden to political power than to their actual superiors. So during the inquiry, when asked, what charge do you have over the force as chief of police, Chief Sherwood replied, a very small one indeed. And he went on to say, I give orders and instructions to the force, but I can't get them obeyed. As soon as I'm out of sight, the men do as they please. Oh, man. You Which are feels, not good uh, at your job. Yeah. Well, it feels a little bit like, A, you're definitely not good at your job, but B, you're also deflecting blame. A bit yeah. there too. Like, I, I mean, yeah. I can't. I am with you. Yeah. They should behave better. They <laughs> don't do what I tell them. They yeah. do whatever they want. As the chief of police, I can't be expected to act as some sort of chief. Yeah. yeah. The buck has to stop somewhere, and it's with all of them. Yeah. <laughs> Not with me. Um, so, uh, but by then, there had been a mayoral election, and for the first time in more than... They two- elected a mayoral. A mayoral. Mayoral Bainbridge? Streep, obviously. How oh. dare you? Sorry, Bainbridge. Um, <laughs> Runner up again. For the first time in more than 20 years, a Liberal Reform Party candidate had won. So the City Council called for deep reforms to the way Toronto's police force was run and the Government of Canada West agreed. (laughs) While the inquiry didn't change anything overnight, its revelations were the beginning of the end for the corrupt, inefficient and archaic policing system of the day. Um, The City Council made several attempts to form a policing board of commissioners but it wasn't until 1858 um, that an approved board was able to formulate a new design for the police department. So in February of 1859, the entire police force was fired. Whoa. About time. Although almost half of them were rehired. About right, time. You're fired. Half of you, rehired. Which ones? Work it out amongst yourselves. Yeah, figure it out. What? I can't be, you what? All of a sudden now I have to do everything. <laughs> Great. Great. Wonderful. Okay, I've got to do inventory. I've got to sit at the reception desk. And I've got to police. I've already fired the whole force. And re-hi- I've been working my ass off in the last 30 seconds. Yeah. And now what? I've got to rehire him. Oh, you, ever, you ever fired 8,000 people in one go? Well, I just did. Huh? How did you do it? Mass email, I guess? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you have to get him into a, a big meeting room? No, Chinese like whispers. A... You tell one person, they tell one person. Yeah. yeah that's, but whisper it. That's bread. Take one, pass it along. <laughs> That's just says you're fired. You're fired. It has a picture of Donald Trump on it. And half of them on the back. 
Said you're hired. <laughs> yeah. That's a good way, 50-50. Mm-hmm. It says you're fired, PTO. And then you turn it over and it either says you're hired or it says seriously get the fuck out. <laughs> um, what a roller coaster. So, yeah, uh, half of them, around half, got rehired. Many of those that were rehired were um, recruits post-Circus Riot. So a lot of the ones that were maybe still there who were sort of in the corrupt times. So there was some gone. sort of system to the rehiring. Seems to be. Um, it took nearly 100 years before the Orange uh, Order Stranglehold. Strangehold? Stranglehold. Stranglehold. Stranglehold on power in Toronto was finally broken. A regulatory regime was put into place, which is similar to what is used today, and this event is credited with influencing the current policing system in Toronto. Wow. Wow, there you go. Strangleholding in orange normally results in juice. Mm. Love orange juice. How good is it? It's refreshing. Oh, my God. It's so yummy. It's all, I've, I've probably told you this before, but I can't. I If I ever go to sleep dehydrated, I dream of sculling orange juice. You've not told us that, <laughs> and that's great. What? I'll just have, like, whole dreams of just sculling orange juice, unlimited, just necking it, necking it, necking it. Wow. That is so odd. What does it mean? It means you're thirsty. You're longing to be an orange man. Honestly, it's not that hard. <laughs> you're just thirsty. Do you drink much orange juice in your day-to-day life? No. I drink a glass every day and I don't have that dream. So take a leaf out of my book. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe my body's telling me something. I used to drink it then I heard that it's just like it's it's all the worst parts of the orange. It's all the sh- fructose without any of the fiber. I think that's true. Oh. Dave doesn't want to believe that that's I true. I don't want to believe because it it's so nice in the morning. I don't drink it coffee. Is so I drink nice orange juice. Morning. Yeah. Every day, one glass. Just one? You know what's better for you? Grape juice. Grape juice or grapefruit? Bitter. Grapefruit juice? Yeah, grapes are fruit, Dave. <laughs> Grape juice it's like is talking wine. To a child. Is that what you're talking yeah. about? Wine? You're talking about wine? Wine, yeah. Do you have a glass of wine in the morning? Yeah. A rosé or a risling. A rosé. Or a chardonnay. Or a shiraz. Or a shiraz or a kubsav. Or a malod. Do you have one of each? Yes. Oh, dear. A Let's sip all, of each. It's all the best bits of the grape. Do you do a wine tasting every morning? Yes. What is your I do life? a cellar door. I live in a cellar door. Do you have a, um, a cheese plate to cook? Yes. Oh, best part. I have cheese on my Cocoa Pops. And wine. Yes. Fuck your life is what the best. What do you do? Uh, coffee and toast probably. Some At your yogurt. cellar door. A banana. Oh, a banana. Yeah, I have a bit of a banana. Hmm. I'm a fancy lady. Ooh. I eat banana. Lady finger banana. Banana. Anyway, that banana, was. yeah. <laughs> that was the end of my report. Banana, what yeah. A- what oh, a man. wacky story. That is wacky. And I forgot to mention who suggested that. That was suggested by Sarah Young from Melbourne. Thank Sarah you, Sarah. Sarah Young will change your mind. Little Triple J hit for Jess there. Yep. <laughs> I talk your language, youth, What what, what from song? 10 years ago. What song is that? I don't know. I don't know. Sarah Hansen Young, the Green Senator, perhaps? No, it's uh, no, wait, wait, is it Diane Young? Diane Young by... Vampire Weekend. It doesn't matter. Not a great song. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> sorry, everybody. I'm sorry, Sarah. You deserve more. It was just a. It's such a, a weird and wacky so story. Cool. I just remember one of my parents' favorite shows. And whenever I stay at their house, they're often watching. Is it's called Murdoch Mysteries? Have yes. you heard of this show? Yep. It's set in Toronto in the I believe 1890s. Yep. And it's about the uh, Toronto Constabulary. Yep. And they are often talking about uh, 
Catholicism and little religious things. You yeah. seen the show? My mum loves it too. Oh, my I, parents can't get enough of Murdoch. Mum just loves like crime shows. Any crime show, she's all good. about it. It's pretty good though. If you're a do go on listener, and um, it's pretty cool because they have references like uh, the Wright brothers appear in it. And yeah, all, I also Charlie said, Chaplin appears in um, uh, Tesla. The, I I walked in on someone watching it. A real embarrassing moment. And uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I should have knocked. I mean, they were masturbating at the same time. <laughs> oh, Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> and Tesla was in it and he invented some sort of a thing that ended up being the weapon to finish the show. I only watched the last five minutes. I'm like, what a wild ride. Whoa, whoa. There was a horse and car chase with a Tesla weapon on the back. It's pretty wild, but it's, it's, it's quite enjoyable. Okay, because it looked stupid to me. Yeah, but, but I think it's dumb. It, no, it's a bit. It's silly, definitely. But um, I wonder if I ask my parents if they if there's any mention of these these orange people. Mm. Orange order. The yeah. orange order. Are they, do they live among us still? Yeah, there's a. They're in Australia. Right. Mm. Are, are we talking like all the way to the top sort of stuff? Maybe. Any triangles? Any orange triangles out there? I don't know. Oh, David, know about it? Oh, lizard lips, Dave. (laughs) Lips, Jesus! They don't even have lips. You telling me I don't have lips? You don't have lips. Did you think you had lips? (laughs) All this time, Dave. Really? No. Come on, stop pissing around. You, you know, you don't have lips. I've got scales on my face. (laughs) Oh yuck! Stop doing that. Tastes like a lizard. Should we um? Should we do what we always do at the end of the show? Yes, and uh, thank people for listening thus far, and thanks to everyone that supports the show through Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/DoGoOnPod. That's where you can, uh, you know, support the show if you think it's worth a buck or two or a few uh, every month. You can go to Patreon, and in exchange for your monetary support, we'll give you bonus stuff like pre-sales. We'll uh, give you a shout out. We'll give you two bonus episodes every single month. Mm-hmm. All sorts of cool stuff. You know, we get to, like to, you know, talk to our patrons, ask what, you know, get them to influence the show a bit more so you can do that. You can be an influencer. It. Yes. The dream. Be our boss. Yeah. Be our boss. And one thing Matt does is uh, at a certain level, if you contribute every single month, you get to give us, what is it called, Matt? Fact, quote, or question. question. Ding. Poop. <laughs> And you also get to give. Uh, <laughs> you also get to give yourself a title. This uh, week's fact quote or questioner is Danielle Summers, and uh, she's uh, sticking with her title that she gave herself last time, which is this week's Ringo. Ah, we do need a Ringo, and Danielle is ours. I love that so much. Yes, and she's offered us a quote. From Ellen DeGeneres. I feel they've been going for quotes lately. I love it. Oh, Ellen DeGeneres. What's Ellen got to say? You have won a jackpot. This would have been appropriate uh, potentially last week. She said, except who you are, unless you're a serial killer. <laughs> then you should change. Oh, That's Ellen. what Ellen's getting at. She's For shame, Ellen. She's, she's a, for shame. She's, she's a motivator. So she's basically saying that just so people that are serial killers can't sue her and say, yeah. Ellen told me to keep doing this. <laughs> yeah. When you get to her level, I'm sure that's yeah. exactly what would happen. Everything, yeah, cover your ass. Everything she says has an asterisk. Yeah, Absolutely. It has to. But, I mean, that, there's a lot of people that she didn't put a caveat there for. Yeah, what about like. What about salt, like one-time killers, for instance? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. But maybe you can accept that and move on and never kill again. Right. Oh, I guess if you're a one-time killer, yeah, you're never going to kill again. Yeah. And accept it. Mm. That's all right then. Except who you are. 
Except who you are. But Danielle, also, is this what you you were getting the meaning from this? Yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this. <laughs> Except who you are. Oh, geez, I reckon she would have delivered it differently. She would have done it dancing over a table. <laughs> Except who you are, unless you're a serial killer. We'll be right back. Confetti cannon. <laughs> yeah. Poo! <laughs> Celebrate good day. Go on. Justin Bieber after the break. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I was saying a Porsche the other day. Except who you are, unless you're a serial killer. Which yeah. I hope she's not, because she's been hiding from me for a long time. <laughs> but she is from Australia. They're all bloody convicts down there, am I right? And scene. Bieber after the break. <laughs> We're going to play Dog Dog Horse or Bieber. <laughs> some, some a crazy thing like that. Dog Dog Horse. We're going to ask Bill Gates how much he pays for milk. <laughs> Good fun. Dog dog. <laughs> dog is dog, it horse. dog comma dog or is it dog dog one answer? I think it should be two dogs, horse or beaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Sorry, I should have known. Who said this? Baby, 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 oh. Was that two dogs, a horse or Justin Bieber? Ooh, thinking music. <laughs> Who pooped on this rug? <laughs> dog dog, horse or beaver? <laughs> Bieber. Bieber is correct. You want a car. Bad boy. And then they hit Justin Bieber with a newspaper. Anyway, let's thank some Patreons. Let's do it. Thank you, Danielle, first of all. I think we should name, oh, okay, I was going to say like pick a colour and give them some kind of order or, or group, but maybe it would be more fun to put them into occupations and who they would brawl. Okay, great. Yeah, great. Is that better? Well, we could group two together. Yeah, that's what I think. All right. So we'll give, I reckon, okay, great. All right. How about this? Can I thank somebody from Texas? Oh, please. Texas in the United States of America, Morgan Clark. Morgan Clark. Morgan. Morgan. Morgan Clark. Uh, Accountant. (laughs) Oh, Jess, from you, that's stinging. Well, I'm just saying. That's a slap. To the face. I, I, I like accountants. Okay, so it's personally. not a slap then, is it? Well, it's, if I said accountant, that would have been a compliment. But All right, from can you, you say accountant then, please? Because that's the feeling I'm getting here. I'm going to say oh. accountant. Ah, okay. Morgan, I'm going to say sassy accountant. Sassy accountant. <laughs> so every every they'll they'll ask for um for your. What have you got to deduct this this year? Mm-hmm. And then um, I'd say, oh, here's here's my list of um, I bought this computer. Mm-hmm. It's a um, it's a Dell. Mm-hmm. You're being oh, I'm sassy. And then um, here's. But you just did the other bit before where you said, what are you going to deduct? And I mean, let's not ask right. questions now. Adele, Dave, you're, now you're the account. All right, great. Adele, <laughs> you think you can claim that? More like a dill. <laughs> um. Oh. Okay, well, that's just mean, not sassy. Here, it's bo- quite sassy. Well, I, bo- I mean, this is just confirming my thoughts on accountants, isn't Th- it? Thank you so much for doing all your work. Here's a here's a basket of fruit. <laughs> what do I look like? A member of Agent Orange or whatever that thing is? <laughs> <laughs> so, you just been sassed. And I don't think it was Agent Orange. Let's be honest. Can people from H and R Block make jokes better than that? <laughs> Probably not. Oh, definitely not. I'd also love to thank from Henderson in. NV. <gasps> NV. <gasps> what ne- could NV be? Nevada. <gasps> Nevada. Nevada. Oh, it would be Nevada, I guess. Henderson, Nevada. 
That's where Las Vegas is from, I believe. That's true. Where, where Las, Las Vegas, Vegas is, is from. from. It is Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> I love to thank Tiger Lapira. Ooh, oh, okay. So Tiger. That is a great name. It's a great name. Tiger Morgan is. Morgan Clark v. Tiger Lapira. Accountant v. Horse. Whisperer. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I guess horse is an earth. I don't know if I felt like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is this? Horse whisperer. Horse whisperer versus, oh, imagine, uh, you've got, so what have you got on each other's side? The horse whisperer can be like, pss, 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 and then horses will come yeah. and take on the accountants. But what can the accountants summon? Pencils? Yeah, calculators. <laughs> oh, Abacus. The IRS. Like Magneto uses metal. Yeah. Accountants can do the same with I don't remember pencils. saying they had magical powers in any of these contexts. No, bring in the IRS. They can shut down anything, baby. Oh, even a horse. They'll <laughs> oh. shut down a horse, all right. They'll shut down any horse business from this side of Texas. No problem. Which is Nevada. You're done. Don't you even bloody worry about that, mate. I will no longer worry. Well, I would like to thank a couple of people as well, if I Morgan, may. Morgan, V Tiger. Who wins? Uh, Morgan. Yeah, accountants. Yeah. There's more of them in the world than horse whisperers, isn't there? <laughs> Doug Lapierre, the horse whisperer. <laughs> I would like to thank from London, hopefully we will see you at our live show very soon, I would like to thank Augie M. Augie Mystery. M. <gasps> Mystery last name. Augie. Augie M, Augie M. March. March. Marching band. That's their occupation? Marching band conductor. They're from, oh, great stuff. I so mean, it's all conductors? Yes. It's some sort of a conductor no, convention? No, I'm sure they have their band. Oh, their bands in them. I mean, well, the clowns weren't just the fire, you know, oh, well, I guess the firefighters were just firefighters and the clowns were just clowns. Hmm, hard. No, I like that. So they're conducting like Tuberman. Yeah. Take on the... <laughs> <laughs> the guy's name is Grant Tuberman. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the violin. <laughs> What? Did you get a fright, Dave? I got a big fright. Did you think that bottle was a gun? Oh, I thought it was a glass gun. Oh, dear. You're a bit of an idiot, aren't you? (laughs) Augie, save me. So Augie is conducting the marching band against, from Singleton, New South Wales, Jonathan Wheelhouse. Ooh, what's what's in his wheelhouse? (laughs) Singleton. It's a solo operator. What's a solo... He works for Kraft. Singles. Oh, exactly. Single, yeah. Singles division. <laughs> he's, he's, Kraft he's a cheeseman. He's a cheesemaker. Cheesemonger. <gasps> cheesemonger. Cheesemonger. So okay. it's a cheese, cheesemonger versus... Marching band. <laughs> I wonder who will win. I'm going to say marching band. <laughs> They're going to march all over that shit. Yeah, sorry, Jonathan, but Augie and his marching band have kicked your butt. They're going to crush you, man. They have destroyed you. Soz... But don't, you know, sometimes it's not that great to always work solo. <laughs> if you had more people behind you, maybe this wouldn't have happened. That's what I'm saying. Dave, would you like to thank some people? All right, I would like to thank from Doncaster in South Yorkshire, Ellis Middleton. Uh, a a uh, Duchess of Cambridge impersonator. <laughs> Is there a union of them? How many are there? Heaps. There would be heaps of them. Obviously, there. yeah. And is Alice Middleton one of the better ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, Spot on. Top notch. <laughs> Alice, Uncanny. you do great work. Thank you so much for your support from Doncaster in uh, South Yorkshire. And uh, you were going to have a fight with... What kind of events do you require such a... Such a Anything Kate doesn't want to go to? Oh, right. So like a fill-in. 
It's not like body she double. Does, she's a body double. She doesn't oh, do footy club. Full body. Oh, I thought it was going to be stuff like that, like a fake award ceremony. So did I, but now I've changed it to body double. <laughs> oh, yeah. so that she's actually employed by the Queen. Yep, for safety. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, take a, it's take noble. A hit. You put yourself on the line every time. Yep. You go into a school and you have to listen to people talk for hours and pretend you care. It's amazing. I would also like to thank from Launceston in Cornwall. My God, we've got rival counties going at each other here. I would like to thank. George Francis. George? George Francis, Francis, who is a bungee jump instructor. Ooh, love that. Love that. Versus the uh, Duchess's body doubles. Once again, I feel like there's going to be more bungee jump instructors in the world. Yeah, plus if if what's happening, um, like if, if the impersonators are on some sort of a, in a valley. Yeah. And the bungee jumpers are coming at them from above. They could just dip down, punch them in the head, and be gone. Oh, they got and where they go? Oh, I love that. Oh, and they're back for more. Oh, they're gone again. How are they doing this? They're coming back increasingly fast. Now they're just hanging there, punching me in the face. What's happening, George? Help me. Thank you so much, Georgie boy. Appreciate that. Or girl. Orgie M, by the way, is Orgie Marigna. That's probably not quite right, but closer to. Augie Marinia. Oh, Marinia? <laughs> Was that worth it? Fixed um... it. Well, I just thought she, she might have, or he might have been like, oh, why'd they not say my name? Yeah. Probably. No, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so, not just us giving up on the name. We tried and So wh- whether or not you think it's worth it is probably moot. It's more about Augie. You are, you are correct. I'm sorry for ever sassing you. Well, that does bring us to the end of another episode of Do Go On. Thank you very much for for joining us. As always, if you want to uh, get in contact, all the links and everything are in the description of this episode or one place to suggest a topic or link to anything, including Patreon, is dogoonpod.com. Is that our website? Yes. Do Go On Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and... Butts. Butts. If you see a butt... Just yell, do go on pod at it. Also YouTube. <laughs> and YouTube. Slash do go oh, on yeah. pod. Yes. But uh, that comes after butts. There's also a podcast called Primates Podcast, which uh, we, we're doing about primates and popular culture. And you should check it out. There's a YouTube channel for that as well. Primates, P-R-I-M-E-M-A-T-E-S pod uh, on YouTube. And also on Facebook and, uh, and Instagram and all those And probably things. more importantly, it's on uh, all the podcasting apps and Spotify and stuff. Yes. It'd be great to check it out. Um, I'm on every episode. Dave and Jess are on pretty bloody regularly. And, uh, we're friends. We're going to be back next week here at Do Go On for the beginning of Blocktober Buster. Buster, Buster, Buster. <laughs> Is that what we're going with? Okay, Blocktober Buster. It's Buster, locked in. Buster, TM. Buster. I think next week I'll have a... You know, someone will probably have told me something better by then. But at the moment, that's what I'm going with. Block. Tober. Buster. 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 I'm doing the echo because I don't know how to edit that into the podcast later. So I'm doing it now live. Yeah. People probably would have thought that you'd done it in post. Yeah. Very talented. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like that guy from Police Academy. I can make funny noises. Michael Winslow. (laughs) 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 I didn't hear anybody laughing. Did you? Me. That's a siren. That was so good. You didn't even have to explain it to me. Thank you. Do a chainsaw. (laughs) Now, man of a thousand noises. Matt, do a chainsaw. I was just about to say, just stepping on my toes. Yeah, really going for a... (laughs) 
And they all did sound kind of like the things they went to sell, which is a, a sort of against Do the a spirit chainsaw. of all. Yeah. You're okay. just talking your way out of it now. <clears throat> oh, that chainsaw needs to be looked at by that, a technician. Yeah, it sounds like a tiger being trapped in a flamethrower. Yeah, is that tiger okay? Sorry, that. That tiger and the flamethrower was right next to the chainsaw. Do you want the chainsaw next? Yeah, the- yeah chainsaw, right, please. Ready? <clears throat> Here it is. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a baby tiger. Very scared because its parent has just been Sorry, trapped I'm, in it. Yeah, and burned alive in front I, of it. I think I misunderstood again. What did you want me to do? A chainsaw. Chop it down tired. a tree. Come maybe. on, we've Not got a to baby get out tiger. Of here. Oh, jeez. Chainsaw. Okay, great. <clears throat> no baby go. tiger. That's an elephant. He's never going to be able to do it. It's an elephant chopping down a tree. <laughs> Look, I, mean, you, I mean, same if job. If you could just put it in a plain English, what you're asking for, and I'll give it to you. An electric chainsaw. Oh, okay, not, sure. Not oil powered. Electric. Powered. Right, electric. <laughs> okay, right. <clears throat> that was just plugging in. All right. That's what plugging in sounds like. All right. <laughs> Is there a draft outside? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there is. Sorry. <laughs> <clears throat> now on, on with the chainsaw. Here we go. He's done it again. That yeah. was amazing. No, so that last one was the... One I actually hid under the table. Not that that would be much protection from a chainsaw, but very well done. That was scary. You never know which way the tree's going to fall. Okay. Well, until next week, we'll have uh, some more noises. But until then, I will say thank you and goodbye. Laters. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. 